Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. You hate to see it. Shouldn't have gone down like that, but I guess it doesn't matter. He's going to be there at the end, when it all comes to a head. This case, this case has taken its toll on everybody, and Damn it, we just need to solve it. We need to solve it soon. Guys, how about that shitty ending for Euros? <laughs> yeah. A little rough. God! A little guys, rough. welcome back. Welcome back to the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. We're coming in hot. I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me on the case, as always, John Schreiner. John, say hi to everybody. What's up, everybody? And we've got, you know, no stranger to the cast, no stranger to the group, you know, just part of, you know, I I would say that, you know, he's the glue that holds the scenes together. Adam Duncan. Adam Duncan, say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. What kind words? Jeez. Well, I mean, look, listen, you you do a lot. Well, and also you're, you know, you, you, you're probably holding your baby as we speak. (laughs) No, I'm not actually. (laughs) uh, I've handed him (laughs) off. I was like, that's a long hold. That's a long hold. (laughs) Well, glad to have you on, man. I know you've been busy between, you know, finding time to play, work, and then, you know, like I say, you know, you you just had, you know, your child. How long ago? A couple months? Maybe even a month at this point? No, uh, he's going to be two months next week. Okay, so a couple months then. That's awesome. just brought him home, like, just the other day. It's crazy. Time is blinked by. This competitive season has just blinked by. Mm -hmm. It's been quick, man, but it's been chock full of some amazing adventures and wonderful dude. mysteries. Man, like Scooby-Doo. Great mysteries, great friends. Dude, we're a dog <laughs> away, all right? Right? Uh, dude, I'm telling you. Well, I mean, well, we got Adam's dog. Oh, yeah. uh, we all have dogs, but, you know, we need like a, like a, like <laughs> we need a team. Like, like a mystery we, no, we need somebody who's just a dog. <laughs> just they're well, I don't know. a sentient well, creature. Well, to be fair, one of the last times I was down at Adam's house, uh, we almost had the case of the missing dog. We almost had oh a mystery gosh. dog. Yeah, one fence later, <laughs> we don't have to worry about that again. Well, yeah, there you go. Oh wow, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the afternoon, that's for sure. But um, <laughs> but speaking of quite the afternoon, we got a lot to talk about today. We've got uh, you know, it's almost four o'clock. We got to make sure we finish up so Adam can get to bowling. Yeah, nice. But we've got a lot to talk about today. We got some, you know, some big news coming in hot this week. We had, you know, a couple of big events happen that just actually just wrapped up this weekend, um, and we're getting a lot closer to nationals here in the U.S. So, John, I think it's safe to say there's there's a place we need to go ahead and go. We need to put our heads down, you know, just grab the magnifying glass, grab all the evidence, the clues, and we need to find where we can go, where we have all this information, John. Where where are we going? Damn it, John, tell me. God damn it, Chris, I think it's the news. All right, so first up, we're not going to forget it this time, and if you stuck around last week for the little Easter egg at the end, uh, we almost we almost forgot to talk about spoilers last week, so we're gonna, we're we're coming in hot. We're gonna lead in with them, um, and starting us off, John was uh, the card of the week this week. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about because I actually really like this card. Go ahead and read it off to me. 
This card is crazy. This is Rain. Five drop, 8K, Fire Forward, Mirage mm -hmm. Keeper job, World of Final Fantasy. The cost. Our other legend, by the way. Yes, a legend, yes. The cost required to play Rain onto the field is reduced by one for each category World of Final Fantasy character you control. Mm -hmm. The category World of Final Fantasy forwards, other than Rain you control, gain haste. And when a category World of Final Fantasy forward you control attacks, choose one forward opponent controls and deal it 4,000 damage. I like this card a lot, John. I'm going to tell you why. I'm about to pull my Chris Collinsworth here. Now, here's a card. Now... <laughs> <laughs> no, what's so great about this card is the fact that it says character. And you can play this one of two ways. There, you know, you can play more of a mono fire kind of waff package and ultimately end up playing this card for two and three most of the time, just because of, you know, um, like the backups and some of the smaller forwards that Waff has. But I feel like you're really maximizing this card's value in an earth fire shell. I'm not saying you're going balls to the wall with Waff. Like you don't need to play Brandellis, Siguardis, and Pelinor. But between Luce, Girl Who Forgot Her Name, Masked Woman, um, what's another? There's another Waff backup, uh, Tama. Mm -hmm. Between those four, I mean, just those four backups alone, and you could even get wild and maybe play like Seraphie in that list. Like, I because I'm, I'm, I'm if I'm playing yellow cards and I'm going first, Seraphie's a fine turn one play. Oh yeah. So. You're potentially in the in in that shell playing her for one, two, three at the absolute most, and then all your other four, all because you're, you're running obviously you're running win, which is I think an off forgotten waff card who will always be like a 10k brave in that deck, mm -hmm. doing 4k when she swings. Um, you've got the new lawn which plays very well with this rain coming in just being a. A two CP haste for a two CP seven K haste first strike that's doing four thousand with it. Yeah, just absolutely right. Nutter and butter. Then, right, and then you've got Frit, which is going to help you thin out your deck, get your summons out, and this is going to be a four K with haste doing four thousand when it attacks. And are you going to step in front of this guy because yeah. he gets Ifrits and Ifrits are they combo right. so well with the four thousand damage? Right, and then you again, Seraphie. She's a two CP six K with haste coming in hot, putting four K on something. These like all of these it guys gives you are a card swinging. Back. Yeah, like all these guys are swinging up the curve. So I, I think, and I mean, I could even argue it in fire in the fire ice shell as well because you've got the Blizz, you've got Sidwaf. Um, I could even see, I, I could even get crazy, and you could, you could even try your hand at like three colors because. Um, there are ways to kind of fix it around. Um, man, if only there was like an Give ice us some more moogles this set, please. Dude, dude, you could just be off to the races. But I think this card is really, really good because um, it really opens up these cards for some just – don't get me wrong. The other reigns are also really, really good. One gets you, one searches you Lom. The other one searches you Waff Monsters. But this one, the fact that you're just playing a body that becomes like the backbone of this shell, and they have to kill it. What, and, and also what's really great in like an earth fire shell, you're playing Titan. So if they try like Diabolos or kill this thing, you're like, no, nope, get fucked. Here's Titan. And you just blow them out. Mm. And then you're playing like other like cards that I think feel, fit really great in that shell, like Kryl. Um, you're playing Opus 9 Vincent so you can clean up your backup line when you need to. Like, play, play, you know, break the masked woman, play another one. You know, you got some real sick shit you can do. And I think that's a deck that could actually be really, really worth trying out. 
Um, guys, what do you think of this card? I've gushed enough, I think. This rain is insane, dude. It's actually mm -hmm. crazy. This card will never cost five. This mm -hmm. card has three different amazing abilities. This card turns on every other World of Final Fantasy card is a threat. Um, mm -hmm. It pairs well with like literally every single World of Final Fantasy card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so every lawn, all of the other support. Um, there's sure to be some more support. This card's got gorgeous mm -hmm. art. It's a full art. Beautiful art. And this card, Lon and Luce are all full arts. So yeah. you get this card, Lon, Luce, Larkisha's Gabranth. Man, you've got an expensive <laughs> deck coming together. Let's get this shit on our line. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, it, it's uh, it, this card's great. This card's a staple for sure. This is an incredible fire legend. Yeah, which I completely is, uh, agree. How often do we say that? Dude, too, fi like, fire looks good, legend-wise. Yeah, I mean, it it really does. Um, playing Phoenix with this rain, like I feel like you're going to get something with haste that's going to attack and put four on top of something. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's just like... I not think Nuts. about this card and digest it. Mm -hmm. The more no, you Phoenix like about it. Phoenix puts stuff in Dahlia, but... No, no, we're talking about baby Phoenix. Oh, yeah, baby putting Phoenix. In, putting, putting Fritz like, back it's all the wall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. Lon's a... A, a 7k first strike with haste that deals four when he attacks if this rain is out like that doesn't sound right he that just trades like, to up to an 11 <laughs> for two like let's go it's mm -hmm. just crazy just crazy i love it it's, it's great i mean basically I'm finally uh, i think anyone just nutter fire meme has to be over the fire meme is over i think we'll talk about that a bit later mm -hmm. but like i mean if it, there was any debate it's over with rain yeah it's for great. sure yeah mm -hmm. Card's real good. Card is really, really good. So um, I think that was the only spoiler this week that we had outside of the ones that were shown at Euros. I believe it was three or four. One, two, four. Yeah, yeah we got four. We got four over the weekend uh, for the Dark Crystal Cup and Euros. I think they were all just shown at Euros. I don't think we saw anything at the Crystal Cup, did we? I'm uh, pretty certain. The Dark CC? I don't know, maybe, but I don't think so. Why yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but uh, but John, let's go ahead and go right into the ones that we did see. Um, a little bit of everything. We saw, you know, uh, a, a, another purple twelve card, which is fine. Let's go ahead and go and talk about that one for a bit. Uh, so what are you talking about, Chris? <laughs> Fuck. It must know. it must be Willis. Willis is a two CP five K lightning warrior job. Mm -hmm. uh, category twelve. If you control a card named Judge of Wings, Willis gains mm -hmm. plus 3,000 power, comma, Willis must mm -hmm. attack once per turn if possible, and mm -hmm. when Willis is put from the field into the break zone, choose one forward of cost four or less opponent controls, break it. So, to just recap, because it's a mouthful. Basically, if you control a specific card, we don't know what it does yet, but it's a card named Judge of Wings, right? Willis is mm -hmm. a, an 8k who must attack once a turn, and if he's put from the field in the break zone, you get to break something in four or less. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty okay. So he, oh, yeah. he has a questionably relevant, I'm going to say mostly irrelevant job. Uh, yeah, he has a yeah. job that has synergy with cards that don't really synergize with the rest of what he's doing. And his mm -hmm. title is really weird for him, I think. I don't. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think you're playing him. Um, like, it depends on what Judge of Wings does, honestly. Right, and and I think that's why I'm going to reserve judgment on this card. I think the card's fine. If Judge of Wings, I, I really genuinely hope Judge of Wings is in Wind or Lightning, also, um, just to 
you know, really complement an archetype for this card. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to hold judgment, but I, I don't know if a card like this is going to be good enough, really, at the end of the day. But uh, you always got to look at cards that are purple, especially when with Gromis being a thing. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's always an argument to potentially play them. Potentially. Yeah, I mean, so that that way his category does help him a little bit. and Right. Um, But it's a little rough for him, I think. I think, yeah, we just wanted any card with this art like this like gradient in the background i'm like oh hell yeah give me sky pirate that does something and it's like ah, what the fuck is this all right, all right. yeah I'm, i mean i'm fine with all these revenant wing cards uh, it's a game I actually i've never played it um but from what adam was saying uh this uh, judge of wing uh judge of wings is like the villain or something in the game yeah this guy the fact that he's purple makes me feel like he's on a bad guy team as far mm-hmm. as like the all the other cards are green and blue mm-hmm. yeah so but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm reserving judgment until I see uh, Judge of Wings. That's fair. I, I agree. I think that's pretty much where we have to be, right? Like, Renoa is a 2CP that has a lot of text on it and is absolutely nuts because of other cards. Um, yeah. Just because of synergies, right? Mm-hmm. So, Willis is a 2CP. He's got a lot of text on him. So, let's see what other synergies he has. Like, exactly. if Judge yeah. of Wings can give something haste until the end of turn and then it breaks... Mm-hmm. He's actually crazy, right? Because all of a sudden, now we've got a 2CP, 8K, or 7K, 8K, whatever. He attacks, mm-hmm. and then he's definitely going to kill something. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's kind of cool. And that would be great. Yeah, so it yeah. all depends, really, on what the other card that's kind of mandatory for him to do anything other than be vanilla is. Exactly. I agree. His his job probably doesn't matter. If you're playing Hugh Yerg to tutor this guy up, then more power to you. You got Kiros, <laughs> dude, buffing him. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I mean, it kind of reminds me of Noel, and um, mm-hmm. it's just in a way, just kind of, and it, I can imagine how it might be a really good turn to maybe mm-hmm. take two forwards with you or get a point of damage in or something, but um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm with you guys. Maybe there's like some pretty decent upside to this, but um, he's probably not one. I mean, he's cool in a, so. something where you can force somebody to block him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, that's true. He's uh, there's not a lot of that going on in those colors, so there's like sure. illusionist is the closest you can get. But, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. we'll definitely see. Um, so next up, John, what's the, what was the next spoiler? Uh, this next one I think is going to see a bit more play. This card is a monster. It's called Exo Ray. It's a three drop water monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, category thirteen. <laughs> Job nudie branch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, put X-Ray into the break zone is an action ability to draw two cards. Or damage five, X-Ray gains a different action ability. Put X-Ray into the break zone, draw three cards. So you get to choose. It's not both. You choose mm-hmm. which action ability you want to use. F5 damage, it has two action abilities. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, you just put this monster into the break zone to draw some cards. Basic mm-hmm. synergies that make sense with this... Um, Fisher can put this thing in a play that then plus two or plus threes for you. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. It can help you turn backups or dead cards in hand into a lot more cards. Um, mm-hmm. It's cool because it's like a water body that mm-hmm. you benefit from having a water character on the field. And mm-hmm. then you just, you know, break it when you need some card advantage. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually a great counter to things like mono ice and such like that, where it's like you go to zero cards and then on demand, you can like oh Sephiroth's attacking and here you know they had to get cards out of my hand and now in response to his trigger I can put three cards in my hand yep. like that's pretty tough for them to deal with instantly so I, I those do are things also I like, like about it. it well one of the things I, I think it's 
best application. Well, there, well, two. I think the two that come to mind for me is I like it obviously with Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, the one that dull because you can like use it for her ability, dull it, free something, yeah. and then pop it and draw too. But I also really like it in Scions as well. And I was gonna say if you can hurry injure this in, that's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, giving those guys some card, giving giving that that tribe some card advantage seems kind of unfair. Yes, it's off color, but that but you don't care. Mm-hmm. You, know, you dump some Scions out, play Arianje. Cool, you've dumped your you you've dumped these bodies on the board, dumping your hand, play Arianje. I'll just draw two now, and mm-hmm. cool. You know what I mean? So there's some neat application there, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, really, most, I'm most appealed by the Sarah interaction. Ice Water now has a lot of Category 13 monsters that are pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I would, I would definitely, and that deck already kind of worked. If it got online, it was really hard to deal with. But I, mm-hmm. I think if you know a card like this can can really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything that lets you kind of reload doesn't feel bad. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a good. Th- it's better, if this thing costs two, it would be busted good. I can with Mira if you want to get really cheeky with it. So I mean, that's mm-hmm. Mira can go draw yeah. you a, another one if you wanted a dollar. Yeah, that's true. Or you just get you do that cheeky stuff that Matiski was talking about, where it's like you have her Mira and Rim out, and you just do it twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Just get re- get real silly with it. But I think the card's fine. Um, do I think it'll see play? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I I think. I think it's. It's not really proactive in a sense. Like if I'm playing Scions and I'm putting a monster down, I'd rather have that monster do something that's going to like further my board state, like Dragon or whatever. But I don't think drawing cards is ever really bad, right? Yeah, I mean, it's plus one on five damage. It's only minus one on, you know, before that. And honestly, like it is a form of filter, right? It's like you're just going to get rid of CP that you can't Mm -hmm. use to get hopefully Mm -hmm. things you can use. So I think this exactly. is just a good card, and it will see play. <clears throat> sure, <clears throat> I think it's great and limited. Yeah, multiplay is gross too. Card. Yeah, great limited card. I've just got two of these on the board, just waiting to draw six cards when I get to five damage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just, just reload. Wait, just waiting. Here we go. Oh, I'm playing a deck that gets to high damage, and then just yeah. stabilizes. Bop! Six cards in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you when you say like that, I want to play like two CPs a Dane with it, and just you know draw yeah. more and make sure he can't be blocked. Yeah, it's great. I think it's great in that regard for sure. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, indeed. So uh, next up is uh, one that's. I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, but go go ahead and read it off, John. I, I like it. <laughs> I'm very very I'm very middle of the road on this card, and I'll tell you why once you read it. Okay, so next up we have a three drop ice backup, Eve Noir, which is a Final Fantasy eleven character. She is a descendant mm-hmm. of the Zealart job, so that will not be coming into play anytime soon. And, uh, well, at least not yet. She's the EX Burst. She <laughs> mm-hmm. searches for one card name Eldenarsh or card name Camelot and adds it to your hand. Okay. So the reason I like this card, these, these, are, these are the plus sides. I like being able to play this, this dark engine without having to be locked into Earth now. Because now you can search for Camelot, which will search for Chaos, and then you can kind of play the rest of those dark cards like you want. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I mean, because it you can play it outside of Earth now, which up until the, now, the new Eldarch is 
the new Elden Arch is, is more compelling to me than, sure. than the old one too. And that's, that's kind of where my mind went. I think that's, mm-hmm. if I'm not searching for cam or if I already have cam, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this dude. Cause I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The reminder sure. that he's a five cost nine K that if you control camel, not he mm-hmm. is a three cost. Mm-hmm. And when he enters the field, you dull something. And then his damage five is you enter the field and dull three characters. So he's, mm-hmm. there is like this ice tribe that they're putting together for them. I'm sure there's a new camel mm-hmm. also on the way. Uh, I'd be, I would not be surprised. But I think um, there's a lot of people who just look at the uh, the other potential for that search. Right, but also, too, mm-hmm. I feel like you're if you're not playing Earth and you're trying to do it that way, you're just kind of doing it hard mode. This card, for the most part, kind of feels like a worse Star Sybil. Yeah, especially but there's no reason better for... Right, but there's no reason you can't play this in some sort of Earth Ice Shell or something where, like... I, I think it's just a card that opens up a couple more avenues. And in that regard, it's good. But but I think if you're really trying to maximize that Final Fantasy XI package, you're still playing Earth. You just are. Well, let's talk about Para, Para, Paradise. <laughs> this card searches for Paradise, friends, and it's not it Materia or whatever the hell Spirit is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. It's going to be, that's going to be a thing. And Earth Ice is a deck that can definitely lock you down enough that that second turn mm-hmm. is terrifying. So it's true. I think that a lot of people gravitate straight to that play at this card. And uh, mm-hmm. also the and fact that you can run that. Ice Eldnarshes to activate the dark copy and you don't have to run just like a bunch of dark cards. And I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. I legit do. It's fine. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. That's all I got on that card. That's, oh. a, that's about it. Oh. I, thought I, dis- right. yeah. I thought I disconnected. I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so John, bring, bring us home with the last spoiler of the weekend. It was another legendary. Yeah, believe it or not, and I'm going to say not, because this art is not a legend-looking art. This card doesn't really feel like so, a legend, but let's get into it. So before we talk about this card, can we, like, Add the the loop track of of uh, Jonathan Frakes hosting Ripley's Believe It or Not, <laughs> just just, just all, all all of those all of those voice loops, and then show this card because it's just not I don't know. Well, we don't show, we talk, but you know, hey, we've got talk. we've got Shantoto here. Uh, mm-hmm. Shantoto, another one, another one is a three drop seven K forward Earth Final Fantasy eleven category job mage. Mm-hmm. When Shantoto enters the field, reveal the top card of your deck. When the revealed cost card, sorry, when the revealed cards cost <laughs> is two or less, choose one summon in your break zone, add it to your hand. When the revealed cards cost is four or five, choose one character in your break zone, add it to your hand. When the revealed cards cost is six or more, choose one forward opponent controls, break it. <sighs> There's a number that's missing from this list, guys. Well, number number three is 100% missing, and three is the magic number. But also, too, right, like, you don't get to put the card in your hand. You don't really get to do anything. You're just like, I'm going to put, put, play this and show you something. So you get a card back on one, two, four, or five. Mm-hmm. And it's a card of choice, and that's pretty good. Sure. But yeah, you're giving away information. You don't add the card to your hand. Everything else about the card is pretty vanilla. It it like it conflicts with. Okay, so it's a three drop, and people are like, "Oh, Vaughn." Like, no, 
because then that deck is full of three drops yeah. and you miss and it's like okay well Shantoto at least she's a tutorable 11 forward ugh in a deck where I just want to play like five other Shantotos it's um mm-hmm. so she's got like this cool mechanic and that's what legends are they have cool unique mechanics and but, of but course revealing a six or more though? breaks something Minor does something very similar. There's a there. lot of yellow cards that do something similar. That that's what I'm saying. There's nothing unique about this in that color. Well, I mean the like reveal modal is a unique. The, the that's a brand well, new thing. Like like the the fact that like I get it. I get it as nitpicking, but it, it's like the fact that it's a reveal that has a bunch of effects based on all different costs, so that you hit it way more often than a vanille or something without help. Right, like, like while of course a competitive is a different mindset. Like looking at it that way, that's what makes this card an L from like the design standpoint. Is that mm-hmm. this card has a very unique modal effect that only this card has, right? But it is okay. similar to a lot of other things. Like I'm just giving the card that. That's where the L on the bottom comes from. I don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but that's that that's like where it's from. Missing. Yeah, like, it feels exactly. like it's like one step away from the L. Like this is a cool hero. Yeah, like could there be an EX here? Maybe could could you draw the card that you reveal? I just could it happen? Could you pay to have it happen more than just when it enter? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think an EX is unfair. I don't think an EX is unfair. I think that is a cool way to to legend it up. Mm-hmm. Legend your ride. Just bring it, you just bring it into <laughs> the shop it. and we'll slap some shit on it and we'll we'll legend it up. <laughs> I heard you like Chantoto. Yeah. So <laughs> no I, dog, I heard you like Chantoto. So I put some effects on your cards <laughs> so you can affect while you affect. So so the thing is though this Chantoto is like somebody on the stream made a really good point. Somebody in the uh the Euros stream said mm-hmm. it's a really a shame that I'm sitting here for like hours staring at this beautiful Chantoto art and then this legend card gets revealed. <laughs> And it's a screenshot from Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> and look, yeah. I, I love Final Fantasy XI. So I like a lot of the screenshot cards of like NPCs and characters who have never had more, you know, nothing more special about them. But like this Shantoto, how the heck is this the, the legend a art for standard, this Shantoto? A standard unit warrior with, with unique art. And it looks amazing. But that's where we drew unique art for this set. We, we couldn't draw some unique art for Shantoto. That's all right. I mean, it's time for uh, Earth Elves to take a, take a loss. It's time time to chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let the fire elves, fire elves are just coming in sexy and hot. This yeah, brand new. Just, they, they're like, you want to see some art? Fucking don't look twice at Earth, baby. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's this is one of those legends, and that's what I'm hoping for. That maybe we're just missing something that's pretty <laughs> critical. But I don't think we are. She's laughing at you for pulling the <laughs> like. You open the pack, and she's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> "You got <laughs> fucked." <laughs> <laughs> Watch them be like uh, the, the full art shit. Oh no! <laughs> Get dicked. I would. I would. I would really. I would love that. I'm gonna Shantoto laugh every time somebody gets it in a pack. And just make the special foiling so bad, like it's just her eyes or some shit. Yeah. And you guys can Chantota laugh at me when if we're wrong about this card. That can be, oh, a, you can meme that oh, up. But yeah, put my face on it. By all means. By all means. It's like a safe but, uh, Absolutely. But, you know, that that's all of the spoilers that, uh, that we have for this week. Um, 
I, I think it started out really strong with rain and then it just kind of, you know, you know, I feel bad really, for really, euros, really man. I, I do too. Like that, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I don't know. Like, let's talk know, about but... some exciting spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, the card of the week had the most gorgeous, like beautiful art. And then we got two Final Fantasy 11 screenshots, a, uh, instruction booklet picture of Willis Mm-hmm. And uh, like X Array is just like an in-game render. But then, like the worst part was too. Like Kagiyama came out and introduced this card. You're like, oh, I don't even know what he said about it. He was probably just like, um, what is sure, this? Here you go. Yeah, can, can actually can we talk about the card that searches for paradise? That's what Kagiyama wants. <laughs> He's like, let's <laughs> talk about that one. It's my favorite. And they're like, no, you missed that one. You missed it. <laughs> no, sorry, can I get lead to the party here. He's just disappointment when he gets up. It's like, shit. He's like, oh no, huh, let me make a new card right now to spoil because this is. Mm-hmm. He's he just gets up there. Uh, let's get this one out of the way. This is Shantoto. He's got a little napkin drawn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, the, let's talk a little bit about this card's biggest problem, right? Because mm-hmm. hey, this is a, a kind of a neat effect. If uh, it wasn't called Shantoto, mm-hmm. and that's really why we're picking this card apart so much right because it's in we talk about it all the time when you've got the same name you either have to bring something wholly unique to the table and we just talked about this with rain and we talked Mm -hmm. about it with vernoa in the past where these Mm -hmm. cards they have a lot of text i mean this card has a paragraph printed on it Mm -hmm. i mean we've got cards that that bring all of these unplayed cards from their archetype like this card could have really shook up what 11 cards you play and like why Mm -hmm. right um, could have made you think entirely differently about Shantoto, like the starter Shantoto is. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen people playing it in Euros. This card is, uh, the name is just so tough. It doesn't, it's not something that's like a powerful enough effect or that even I can rely on to any extent where mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play the other reliable, powerful effects or on these other Shantoto the cards. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, it, it makes it hard, man. And even the, the one Shantoto that has an S ability not only has no synergy with this whatsoever, but like it doesn't see a lot of play. So that while there is a mechanic that works with cards that have this name clash that might want to be in a deck together, it doesn't help us here. And I think that really hurts this card. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. I agree with that. So again, we'll see. Maybe we'll eat crow on this one. I highly doubt it, but you know, at least rain gives me hope for some really neat stuff moving forward. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, moving on from that, there was um, some really big news this week. Um, I read an article the other day. Uh, I, I've actually got it pulled up here. Um, it's probably the biggest headline of the week, um, guys. The McRib is back. Mm. It's back. It's back. It's back. <laughs> Boys, the, it uh, is back. According, uh, according to sources at CNN, the fast food company announced Thursday that the barbecue sandwich will be available in over 10,000 of their restaurants as soon as Monday. It's off the but, ban list. Though. It is off the ban list, but keep in mind, it's only around for a limited time. So guys, boys, girls, it's back. It's, it's back. back. Go and get you one. Go and get you one before you go to Nats. How can you test? How can you test? with your partners, with your team, without the savory succulents of the McDonald's McRib. Watch that thing down with the Dr. Pepper. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Man, you'll be seeing all the lines. They're probably considering moving Nats to a McDonald's, I'd say. I, I, it, considering it at least, if they can. It would be it would be rude not to consider it. 
Well, you got to be careful. There's a, there's a, I mean, well, isn't there a McDonald's in like a Carl's Jr. like right up the street from this? There place? is definitely a Carl's Jr. <laughs> it attracts yeah. the homeless. <laughs> Indeed. And then they get immediately arrested after you give them a dollar. <laughs> he set me up. There he is. The bearded <laughs> fellow. <laughs> Come on, John. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Pack your things, honey. Bahamut's here. <laughs> Bahamut's here. Bahamut's he looks here. so homeless. It's time to go. But, but anyway. Nats will be here in two weeks, so get your McRibs now before they're gone. But no, um, again, Nats in two weeks. I hope you guys are uh, testing, and I hope um, kind of segueing into the last bits of news, which will also take us into our main topic, there were two big events that just wrapped up this week. And as I said at the top of this, there was the Dark Crystal Cup over in the uh, the EU scene, which was followed by the European uh, National Championships. So... There's there's kind of a mixed bag here, boys. Webster's Dictionary I, defines <laughs> well, a dark no, crystal not, cup as question mark. <laughs> right. So I think my, my biggest issue here is, you know, I, I, I felt like, well, I'm going to leave with this. Like, you always love seeing tournaments. Like, there's some great names that were playing in this event. It was really good to watch. Um, they used the two-deck format that it appeared um, but my, I guess where my hangup is, is did it, was this just a, a fun little warm up tournament? Did it not really matter? Because it looks like all the people that I was seeing on stream closing this thing out are people that are already on the world's team, which I'm fine with people playing. I, I, you know, you cut on the stream to watch these guys play. Am I right? Yeah. But why, right. but why was this, why was it this tournament that, because here, you if you're if you're qualified for nationals, you can't even sign up. No, sir. So hard entry. So I guess my like where's the uniformity there? Like and then I heard there like just from you know odds just from you know, just kind of around the horn heard things about you know possible collusion. Just like the tournament just felt like it was kind of a joke. So and I don't mean that I don't mean that like in a super negative way. Like you were all out here having fun, right? But again, we we as a, as a, you know, Square Enix loves to call this thing a crystal cup. There's nothing crystal cup about it, right? Because it just, yeah. especially this one, this one just felt like it didn't matter. It was just like, hey, Euro, uh, European Championships, Euros is tomorrow, man. Let's just watch people play on the stream the day before and just see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like this was just a social club more than anything else, which, again, it's fine. But doesn't that just kind of spit in the face of the one that we do over here? And they earned like buys or something. Yeah, because like, yeah, I, I know because um, Alex Hancock's won the event. Yeah, and Robert Phillips was second, I believe. And, so, and they both got and they both got first round buys or some kind. It was like uh, they got something. I, all I know is it is wildly different than a any of the Crystal Cups or b our Crystal Cup. Also, I think this is huge. They played the two deck format. Like they played mm -hmm. the Nats format. This was literally a practice tournament. <laughs> like, yeah, is 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 our like dark what? crystal? I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but is our? Uh, I don't have my figures here, but is our dark crystal cup the two deck format? It, not as far as I was aware, is it? Is that uh, maybe? Uh, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm on the like, case. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, though, right? Like, what? Yeah, like, I mean, and honestly, what do you do if you're trying to, 
you know, go to EU Nats and you're going to this one before. Mm-hmm. Are you bringing four decks out that weekend? Are you going to just yeah. show everybody that you might be matched up with what you're playing? I mean, I, I mm-hmm. it, it's, it's interesting because I feel like the Dark Crystal Cup in the U.S. is like a really, really thing for, for people. You're either qualified for Nats, so you're exempt. You can't go, mm-hmm. like you said. Or you're not qualified for Nats, and you're so hungry that this is your last chance. So, like, this is a mm-hmm. big deal for a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. In that one, I, and I'm not going to this time. I just know, like, man, it's probably a, I mean, it's a pressure cooker that everyone's really gunning for that, making it to the next day if you're going to the Crystal, the Dark Crystal Cup in the U.S. So mm-hmm. it's really, it doesn't meet your expectations to kind of see them, sort of have an exhibition tournament. Right, right before a really you know they're bigger they're the end of their season mm-hmm. the, the the next day mm-hmm. and and if that's all if that's what it was meant to be from jump street sure i'm fine with that and i yeah, think just don't get it. right and, and i think because it is just wildly different from just how i guess i don't, I don't, I don't want to use the word important but it is for some people like last year i played in it because i wanted to play it next um yeah, so and you're that this, population I'm describing. Like, this right. was a big deal for you last year. It was. It was my only shot. And I guess, you know, sometimes top eight in an event just isn't good enough. Uh, but that was the, but you know, I'm not going to beat that horse yet. That was the entire story of my season last year. But then I see it this year. Like, if you look, because it's already sold out this year. Like, look at the names on that list. They're all like good players. And they, they want, they want it to mean something. And I don't know what this tournament meant and what it did. Right. Other than, like they might, I would have much rather have just seen like Joseph Aaron and somebody just talking on stream, playing exhibition matches, and just talking about what to expect over the weekend, as opposed to seeing a tournament that just didn't really matter, right? But again, maybe maybe like I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it from a from just kind of tunnel vision, kind of what it is here in North America. But I, again, I don't know. I don't know if that's kind of how it was intended to be from the start. And maybe we're the ones making it more stodgy over here. Like, oh, this is your last chance. But again, it goes back to, if you look in the North American page, the post from Kyle Pe- Kyle Peters, just about talking about the event in general. Like, I, I think just the whole concept of it being a Crystal Cup is just kind of misleading across the board. That's all. And like, yeah, I get it. I like, agree. like, hey, last chance qualifiers aren't for qualified players. That's fine. Yeah. Like, of course, in every game, then call it a last mm-hmm. chance qualifier. And, and the people who think that we're like, players who like to play in these kinds of things are being greedy or whatever first of all like oh, let's, no, can we nip not. can we nip that at the bud because nobody yeah, takes anything cause... away from anybody the the Correct. invites don't get gate kept they pass down and if mm-hmm. you're worried about playing against these people like what are you trying to win the chance to play against them the next day like you're mm-hmm. trying to argue that you belong in this this tournament and it's like well then you're gonna have to play against people who belong in the tournament just like you and mm-hmm. honestly there are people who had uh things that weren't as hard as winning the Dark Crystal Cup. So, like, you should feel good about playing those players if you're trying to win that tournament and get the invite, right? And it's like, this could just be called a last chance qualifier, but what the players who want to play in it are upset about is they, like, something like a practice tournament with the format that you're playing in the next day is such great practice and it's such good information and it's the kind of practice that you cannot emulate outside of that environment. It is mm-hmm. absolutely impossible. 
So this Dark Crystal Cup, I, I'm on the case. I figured it out. Nope, mm -hmm. our Dark Crystal Cup is at a store. It's not at the venue that theirs, like theirs was. And um, mm -hmm. that is just a regular best of one Swiss to top eight with best of three single elimination. Mm -hmm. With uh, with top four playing at Nationals the next day? Yep. Or is it top eight this year? Top four playing at Nationals the next day. Okay. At least they're not doing that again. Yeah. So, so then... But I'm also of the mindset, too, if only top four is going to matter, why don't you just fucking cut to top four? But that's just a bitter old man talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of those things where I think that a lot of the arguments um, that I saw in the post weren't talking about the same thing that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, hey, if they're going to get a tournament like this, I don't care what you want to call it. We yeah. just also want a tournament like that. And there can be yeah. an LCQ, but then they should. That's it. There's an LCQ, and they get an LCQ, and yeah. it's like at the same time, I get that their tournament structure is different, and that's always the fallback. That's always what it ends up being. Oh well, they have a different, mm -hmm. you know. But at the beginning of this year, we specifically announced that we were calling these things Crystal Cups for uniformity to like make things mm -hmm. the same, and, and it was great not. that we had Crystal Cups <laughs> in three regions. Like that was really cool. But now the fact that you went out of your way to make Crystal Cups something. And these are specifically not that at all and completely different from each other, not even like the rest of the Crystal Cup formats. Mm -hmm. At least I'll say that the Dark Crystal Cup in America has a similar format, even though first place doesn't get the world's invite. Mm -hmm. uh, or in North America, I should say. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like the naming convention on these seems... If the naming convention is important, the naming of these seems weird. If the naming convention is not important, well, that's a different thing altogether, but it seems like we were going out of our way to make it important. Right. Yeah, that's and just that's, where I'm at. And I mean, let's be honest, that, that's just kind of par for the course right now. Like it's getting better. It keeps getting better it's every getting year. It's getting a lot better, but, but yeah. But then you just see stuff like this. It, it's two steps forward, one step back, you know? Right. Right. And that's just how I look. And that's, again, that's not a knock. That's just constructive criticism. If, you know, if you're going to make the name important, make the event important, you know? I don't know, man. I think maybe everyone's had it wrong. And uh, pizza night with Joseph first, and everyone just hanging out, watching uh, some casual games the night before. Sounds like the best idea I've heard yet. So I'm gonna <laughs> Dude, give, give that to pizza you night with pizza night with Joseph here. Now that's now just that out. that <laughs> is <laughs> man. It's better than anything we've discussed so far. Dude, I om I almost want to name that the episode of the podcast, but it would it would be fitting if he was on here. That's the big thing. That's true. We've got, so we'll, we wait we'll, we'll actually here. yes, we'll actually save that episode that name for that. But no, one hundred percent, I would have rather it been that or just something a little more mm -hmm. casual because you tune in to oh the Dark Crystal Cup. What am I watching? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the finals well, for the Dark Crystal Cup was a little more exciting than what we got today. Okay, Don't he, no, you're, you're you're putting you're putting the cart way in front of the horse. We'll I know, but that. look, so, it had to be said while we were on fuck. the on the topic here. Fuck. Okay, so we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and work our way into that. We'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that and come back to it. So the big event this weekend was European Championships 2019, two deck format, and this was the first time we got to see this. Uh, Pretty much what they're doing, for anybody who's not familiar, essentially what they're doing in Top Cut is they're, they're treating it almost like a fighting game bracket where you have like a loser's bracket, which was 17 through 32, and then your top 16 was essentially the winner's bracket. So the reason that's important, um, and again, I'm going to circle back because we'll, we'll come back to all of this, is if you were in 17 through 32, which we've talked about before, you only got a best of one. 
You're, you're no matter regardless if you were in top cut two deck format doesn't matter. You were 17 through 32. You were in that losers bracket technically, and you only got to play up until, I mean, honestly, up until really the like the losers finals. Essentially, it was all best of one. Um, but the reason, like, we're all pretty. I, I don't want to use the word heated because look. Maybe this was the intention all along. But if you're going to do like this fighting game losers bracket, you need to not give the guy in finals a free fucking win yeah. just for being there. Like, I understand that if if this whole tier thing wouldn't have happened, there would have been one less round and the tournament would have been over sooner. But everybody would have had a fair shake when you get to the finals. You know what I mean? Take one round away. Just make it an even top 32, day two of a tournament, or cut to top eight, add four rounds of Swiss the next day, something. But to have this kid play his ass off, play his ass off to get to loser's final and then finally get to get to the finals of this tournament and only get to play one fucking game? Get absolutely like, steamrolled. Like, I, like, I I, right, that's what I'm saying. Like It, it was so fast, and what, what really sucks is is he never got the chance. This was this is the finals. Like, granted... There's a little bit more to it than that. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm leading with the veggies here. We'll get to the we'll get to the you know to the the main the, the meat of this event because I thought there was a lot of good as well. Still though, it's just but, like the pomp and circumstance of everything. It's right yes. to the finals. Hey guys, tune in. Like holy shit, I hope that I was back yeah. from break in time. And yeah, I mean, this you was know. the <laughs> yeah this was the culmination of this two deck format. You got this. You've got uh, what was his name? Nathan? Oh, was it Nathan? Was it Nathan? I don't. I, I I'm so bad. I forget names. Evan Tangai. Uh, no, no, no. The, oh, no, the no, finals. No, no. The finals. The finals, was, finals. Um, yeah, it was Ruben, and I think his name Nathan. I want to say Nathan. I don't know why I want to say Nathan, but I do. But anyway, he's got this really awesome mono fire deck that was working on fucking work all weekend. Mono wind. Then you've got wind water, the deck that people were just so ready to write off after the Riku ban, and mono ice, just a, a constant staple. You know, really culminating this season. Oh, yeah, by the way, because of this format, the guy who's won pretty much all day, hey, he starts finals with a free win. If you're the guy who's busted your ass to get to the finals and you only get to play what could potentially be a best of one, that's fucking bullshit. It feels kind of like the reverse, bullshit. right? It's like it's like we played best of three all day one. And then you play yeah. the... So you've had the whole yeah. tournament, you've had like multiple chances for something and then you have probably the unluckiest start and your mm -hmm. opponent why would he not just play all of his forwards on the field <laughs> like yeah just yeah <laughs> i mean uh, here's here's the thing right i think that all it had to be was like tennis right where it's mm -hmm. like hey uh you can't win without an advantage it's like this guy uh because he's coming from the loser's bracket should have just been if he won the two out of three there should have been another two out of three Yes, that's how that works. And if that the winner that gets that works. first two out of three, then that's it. It's over. But it's then over. at yeah. the minimum, you have the same thing everybody has had the entire time, including in Swiss. And at the maximum, you have an extremely entertaining, really hype close finals. Instead, it's yes. like, Adam, were you literally like AFK? Yeah, you said you had like, gone thing. to... Yeah, I... yeah. So the, the match ends, and I get up, I make, like, a beverage, I use a bathroom, I start laundry, I sit down. Because we've had, like, oh, one hour, or not one hour, but we've had, like, 30-minute breaks plus between most rounds. Yeah. So I was actually, it's like I was watching, I had, like, different tabs up for, like, NFL scores and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I can hear Gober, and I see in chat, like, two people being like, GG, and I'm like, oh, I must have missed round one. 
or game one and nope it's just over <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. what <laughs> what happened how did i black out where, where did everything go mm -hmm. like I, I i just feel like that's just a huge misstep like i like the idea of doing this winner's bracket loser's bracket style tournament like i think that's really really Dude. neat but I think if that's yeah, how you choose to right, if that's how you choose to end the turn, like there's some there's something wrong there. Like you need to go back to the drawing board on that, um, because you know you you're playing through like like John said, you're playing a whole day one of two out of threes. You've made the cut. You you you've built your decks right. You had you won your matches. You you played the whole the guessing games like we talked about last week. You, you know you you played this deck first versus that one, and you made the right. You know you. You navigated your way through the first part of this tournament. Eh, but, you know, maybe your tiebreakers weren't good enough and you're in 17th place. Oh, shit, it could come crumbling down in 30 seconds because I, I only get to pick one deck. And here's the thing. That's not the part I'm upset with. I understand that side of it. You know, that's the, that's the price you pay if you play in a fighting game tournament and you lose and now you're in the loser's bracket. If you lose again, you're out. Like, you have, you have to you know, navigate that part of the tournament. So it's a very different mindset and a very different skill set. Mm -hmm. But to navigate all that and to get to the finals and to have the other person waiting for you, granted, yes, he had a hell of a day of cards. He, I don't think he dropped a single set. And I mean, I don't, I, didn't he just, because didn't he 2-0 Evan as well? Yeah, I believe so. Like, I think he, I think he 2 0 his way through the top cut there. But for him to like, just be able to, oh, all I got to do is win one game, steamroll, like yeah. the other kid never had a chance. Like, why shouldn't he get a chance to play his fire deck now? Or what? It does, and not just because his other deck was fire, just literally and figuratively. But like the fact that he didn't get to take advantage of this format when he worked so hard, navigated both sides of the bracket to get there. You just get one shot. It was Nicholas. Like, Nicholas, Nicholas okay. and Ruben. Sorry, sorry, Nick, Nicholas. Nick. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's I was okay. close. Began with an end. Honestly, it was but, so fast. I we didn't see the name. <laughs> right, and, and, and that and to me, I think that's that that's that's a problem. I, I don't I don't think that's how that should have ended. It should have been just a two out of three set, like we said. If you lose that two out of three set, then it's over. And if you win, then you reset. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's grueling. But again, this is this is this is like the culmination of the season over there. Like that. If you're going, if you're doing this two deck format, taxing two out of three day one and splitting these brackets, you don't, you should not put your game in a position to have a one game final. Yeah, no, I, I think it's uh, this is is total. There's so many different options in my head that makes this kind of yes, mm -hmm. uh, better than what we just watched. Um, yeah, it's not a hard adjustment. I'm very happy with uh. The mm -hmm. idea of a two deck. I, I kind of wish our locals yeah. be two decks. I just something's really compelling about that to me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you think about we were chatting earlier just about like whether or not this scale uh, are we seeing the same decks over and over again. Well, one way that you adjust that mm -hmm. uh, in theory is by doing the two deck format. I like mm -hmm. all of these things except this like you're going to start on sudden death and your opponent's going to start in a recliner with their feet up, sipping uh, cognac, <laughs> waiting to, for for anything. Mm -hmm. And they just can seize the gap and win right away. I, I don't, seize I don't the know. Gap. <laughs> seize the gap. <laughs> no, I so mean, I he know. basically played like Yuna, and then the next turn he played like Mion Riku, and then it was Pain Ishtola, and then Zidane Veritas, and then it was over. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, 
<laughs> bop, 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 boom. Yeah, it. it's like it just didn't matter. Like it just, it wasn't. That's not the finals that you hope to see. Like that's not. Even if he'd have got steamrolled two zero, at least he'd have gotten the chance to play the second deck. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you've you've earned that right after navigating right. that turn. Yeah, because then you feel like shit. Did I pick the right thing? You don't know what oh, he's yeah. gonna pick. He's already got a win, and he can right. technically play with either deck. Like. <laughs> Now, here's what takes kind of the emotional sting out of it is he was already qualified for Worlds at this point. Mm-hmm. So I get that. You get to go to the bigger dance, but do you not want to, like... Yeah, it feels bad. The it thing feels is, bad. Like, yeah, it just that's feels bad. That's national's kinda... title, man. You worked hard, like you said. At yeah. that point, it's just the pride of how hard mm-hmm. you worked. Yeah. Hey, I mean, thank God he was because we'd have a... I mean, I... I would hate that'd be a long drive home if if he wasn't to get that yeah. close and watch it like mm-hmm. blink by. I mean, it's we should feel very good that uh, this dude. Right, because I think if I'm not mistaken, I want to say regardless, top two got world's qualification spots for this. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't know if it was top two works, or top four. I think it's top two at least. because yeah. I know Evan was already qualified because he won the Lightning Crystal Cup, mm-hmm. um, and then Ruben and Nicholas. Were became the two new worlds players, and I call, I don't remember. I think uh, Sasha was the other uh, player in the top four, and I for some reason I, I I remember him already being qualified, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know if that qualification like a qualification passed down to him. It's not, I, I don't remember. I legitimately do not remember. But um, I, sure. I you right. I just I just don't think th- that's how it should have ended, and now. We we know that's how U.S. nationals could potentially end, and that's extremely disheartening. Especially when you're part of this community, you you pay attention to the stories, you pay attention to people's journeys throughout the competitive season, and to see it potentially just end like that. I mean, we were having a great time watching it. There are people in the chat uh, didn't know there was a Final Fantasy trading card game. I mean, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course there were, but you know. Um, Everybody's like, we had 226 viewers mm-hmm. in finals. That's a lot mm-hmm. for this game. Uh, we were sitting here sipping our coffee, watching, you know, getting ready to mm-hmm. enjoy some high-level Final Fantasy, and... Yeah, just gone. Just Thanos snapped away. <laughs> I feel like we yeah. got 50% of the matches we were owed in day two got snapped away. <laughs> and what did it cost you? Everything. Everything. <laughs> but... Absolute Look, fucking infinity stoned into oblivion. And I don't want to. I don't want to just say it was a negative experience because there was a lot of good. Um, a mono let's go, fire, but, mono but, fire but, but, but in the top. Well, again, you're putting the cart before the horse here. Since we've already kind of started on the negative, let's finish on the negative so we can just talk about the good stuff, right? So the the only other negative, the only other negative that I have is the presentation of the event. Um, I thought. Um, Joseph, uh, Joe and Caroline, Caroline, I believe was her name. I thought they were fantastic. Uh, they they put on a good show. I just think the screen was really hard to look at with fucking rain just staring me at the uh, just half of my television screen was babe was this baby chocobo and rain. Like <laughs> those borders were so goddamn big. Like, can we dial that back a little bit? Like, show us some more game. And <laughs> I don't know if. 
I was gonna say I loved when you said it was like playing on the uh, the old Game Boy player. Dude, you're like playing a Nintendo. Yeah. Yes, you're playing a Super Game Boy. You're playing like your fucking Nintendo Classic on your on your widescreen Ultra 4K TV. It just <laughs> it's just like the middle line is what you're watching. And I'm like, this is this is frustrating. It's gorgeous art. It was just like more. Oh, than, it was literally 50 percent of the screen is. Yeah, and and that's I think that's a mistake. It it it, it just does it takes away from watching the game in our opinion and uh, one of the things i know we noticed again this is kind of super nitpicky but um the way they had um the commentators kind of put onto the screen oh they just had they to mirror constantly, them. yeah they were constantly like looking down at the uh, at the corner and you're you're engaged so you kind of follow their eyes down to the corner of the tv and it's just like oh there's nothing there fuck it what am i but then, like, then you look up and rain staring at you. Then there's a damn chocobo, and somehow there's cards being played somewhere in the middle of all this. I, I just think presentation-wise, it wasn't the best that I've seen. Like, it was pretty nice. Like, obviously, I don't want to take like they tried hard. They had like oh, sure. uh, they had like cool like, transitions and cool like Vincent backgrounds. <laughs> they had like oh, this, yeah. they had like the animated Vincent background, like lens flare yeah. of his gun. Oh, yeah, J.J. Like, Abrams that. coming in. <laughs> J.J. Abrams was contracted, I think, for this one. But uh, oh, well. it, like so, some of that stuff is cool, right? Obviously, um, mm-hmm. it's just like yeah, I love that you you know this rain art was brand new and you wanted to put mm-hmm. it on the stream for some stuff. Like that's awesome. That's cool. Sure. Uh, I love that we and had I, the the Nats art featured on most of the break screens. Oh, uh, it's so a gorgeous wonderful. piece of art. But and it's just we got, to, we got to hear some Final Fantasy twelve music playing as we you know, like there was there was a lot of good with the presentation, but the bad stuff was jarring. Just like it was just uh yeah just maybe some all you have to do is put like some logos, like something yeah. that this game would benefit from so much is something on the screen. Can't you just put like your website? Like this is standard fare for anybody who's ever streamed anything on Twitch these days. Mm-hmm. Like put like your website or where people can go to the game. They have this bot that is constantly posting a link that says interested in Final Fantasy, check out the interactive tutorial. And it's a broken link. Yeah. Like the link bummer. doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I posted something in the judge discord because like, I really want to get this fixed because we have a lot of new people who are clicking it saying, oh, well, I, uh, work. yeah, I, this link is broken. Like how, you know, and, and right mm-hmm. then and there, like th- you've lost half of the people mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, fuck this. You know, yeah, never mind. I'll just keep browsing Twitch. Like, exactly. And, uh, I think that like, we're so close. We're taking a lot of steps in the right direction and hopefully like these things that we're talking about are just to get us to that next step in the right direction, not to mm-hmm. stop anybody from doing anything or to call anybody out. We literally, we, we all are working on this kind of stuff together as a community. We just want mm-hmm. it to get better. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. So th- those are the only negatives, but I'll tell you on the positive side, dude, there was some really, really good matches, really great commentary. Joe. After, it, yeah. Joe, Joe and Carolyn did an amazing job. Dude, like there's just something about I mean and yeah I, I thought that they 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 did really well together. Joseph here is just so engaging. He's just a very just you want to you want to listen to what he says. It's pizza night right? with Joe. Pizza night with Joseph here, man. Joe, Joe, if Joe. you listen, Joe, we want you on. We need to have you on. <laughs> you can, yeah, it's a yeah. crime you haven't been uh, on. Well, I know we've asked before, but it's just schedules and everything. It just, it's, it's tough. Very, I get it. We're across the pond. Through. Exactly, but like they did a fantastic job. And I thought it was very engaging. It was really good. Sometimes the the, the dial it was a little low. You, you had to really like kind of grab like the drinking glass, put it against the TV so you could hear. But that could also be like a venue issue space, whatever. But you know, the point is they were very very engaging. And 
you know, it was fitting because the matches we got to see were really, really good. Um, now, since it was a two-deck format, you you maybe the expectation was you were going to see a lot of different decks. I'm going to tell you right now, this, this weekend, Euros was fucking locks day out. This dude, oh, yeah. Fire Ice was... Because right, from what I understand, this at least this is what Joseph said, the top three decks played over the weekend were Fire Ice, um, Mono uh, mono Ice, and Wind Water. Which is weird, Familiar. considering that I saw very little Wind Water and very little Mono Ice. But if you go back and watch almost every single round, even if you go further back to the Dark Crystal Cup, like almost every single round was Fire Ice. It was mm-hmm. Fire Ice six just all day long, just boom, 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 boom. And that it was, was the winner, right? Was uh, he had Fire Ice and no, Wind Water? He had, he had oh, no. Mono Ice, and, Mono, mono Ice. ice that's right, Mono Ice and Wind Water. Yeah, yeah. Fire Ice. Uh, Evan uh, had Mono had Fire Ice, and he finished third. Um, but with that being said, so just keeping that in mind, with Fire Ice being all over the place. Um, the top the of the top four players, the eight decks that were involved were Mono Water Pasoya, two Mono Winds, Fire Ice, Mono Ice, Mono Fire, Mono Lightning, and Wind Water. Those are the eight decks that made up the top four. Um, pretty diverse. I mean, only one repeat over that over eight different decks. Mid one element missing. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting too. I, I really thought we'd see some Wind Earth. Mm-hmm. At, well, at least Wind Earth was definitely there. It was. I mean, there were a few people. I know uh, one of Jamie Faulkner's decks was Wind Earth. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Um, JFB. I know JFB and Robert Alex Phillips Hancock's. were both. Yeah, they were. Uh, well, he was. Well, they were playing Mono Earth. JFB and um, Robert were playing Mono Earth. From what I understand, I heard they all dropped early, pieced out, and went to go get something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they can afford to, I guess. Yeah, I mean, why not, right? Like they're they're already on. They've they've already gone to the next the next level. So I mean. Let's round out the team, right? Yeah. But like I, I think just overall, yes, you on stream you got to see a lot of the same, but I think what it tells me is, you know, Opus 9 Metas, I mean it's it's still diverse, but it's definitely solved. Stop heavy. I, yeah, I mean, I, yes. as a good way of putting it, I don't think there's any Opus 9 decks we aren't playing right now. We we kind of get mm-hmm. I'll it's a good point to mention. I think Monofire is here because of Starter Terra. So like Dude, it's really like an Opus nine point five deck. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a it wasn't really a deck anyone was pushing before you had Starter Terra. Um and I love that. I lo- I really the the dual deck they just dropped mm-hmm. for the seven remake deck they're coming out, just because it was like a cortisone shot for the meta. Like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, everything was wild, wild west. And we only got a handful of new cards. Like I just thought that was such a cool touch. I'm so glad that happened. We got 10 mm-hmm. cards, but man. Um, we like added 10 up. cards and we got rid of one. But mm-hmm. it feels like it was a whole different. It felt like there was, it felt the first week of the set drop like of a new set but mm-hmm. it felt some something new mm-hmm. something special was it was glittery again it's definitely a combo of those things though too right because at, uh, at arizona we still didn't have the starter cards yet but the meta took this permanent shakeup where all of a sudden these new decks the uh the moogle deck and the fusoya deck which are still huge huge parts like the agrius yeah. fusoya deck of the meta right now uh, at least for us. I mean, they like you said, we saw the Water Lightning there and didn't really perform in Euros. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was um, definitely there. But these decks became like staple meta decks overnight. 
and they were just because you know we're we're trying something new because Riku's mm-hmm. gone and we're forced to. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the starter cards, just on top of that, I think that exact blend is what made, mm-hmm. you know, those two things happen at the same time. And I'll, I'll go on to say that I think the, the I mean, I, it was definitely, you know, Lock City, but I think Terra was probably the most impactful of the starter cards, followed by Ramza. And I'm going to say, just from what I saw, I'm going to put Vaughn after that and then like Shantoto in there because we saw both of those cards being played. We just didn't Mm -hmm. get to see a lot, but you saw a lot of that early. But Terra throughout the entire weekend, Ramza, anytime uh, Evan was on stream, like the starter, like once again, we're staring down the barrel of a really solid starter um, product. And just Terra was just insane. Just Terra was just made some really neat sequences like. Where you're playing a guy, then you're do you're like you're getting like the ping damage on one thing, and then you're zolaring something. Terra's gonna trigger, finish off the other thing. Like there's just some really neat interactions because of just what this card does, and being able to recycle those, recycle those summons, um, and also of course you're seeing her in Fire Ice. She's super category relevant. You can keep recycling her off the sets are back up. Like it's just a good card that has really good impactful abilities and that's what can be said about the majority of these cards that we saw so didn't see a lot of cane did we no i don't think i saw a cane at all i don't think i saw a single cane i think um, we will or, or the lightning cane yeah or the the lightning surprising. we didn't Not see that that's surprising me personally i thought we would see mm-hmm. um i didn't think we would see than we would see Kane. I think Kane's an interesting one of or two of even in a, in a mm-hmm. win deck. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, but overall, like, just I like the way the format flowed. Now, to me, there were some. It, it's a very wild format, and that's kind of what we're what we're talking about here. Kind of said, you know, what we were talking about last week. The fact that. There's no, like, you're not locked into this is deck A, this is deck B. The only real true rule of this tournament is once you win with a deck, you are you don't have to, you can't use it anymore, that match. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to those mind games where it's like, okay, cool. Because we saw it specifically where you would think this person's going to lead off with a deck and they let off with something else. And if they lost that first round, sometimes they switch. Sometimes they're like, oh, fuck it, I'll just run it back and save the other deck for the game three. Mm-hmm. You know, they, there's a lot of deciding which matchup makes the most sense, especially if you're on the back foot. Because, again, there's a lot of mystery there in the beginning. Now, I'm not sure because I never really saw it on camera, how they determine who picks what and when, how that all works out. But I'll assume if you're at the, you know, if you're at the top table, you've got your table judge there who watches you as you put your deck boxes out. There's not a whole lot of fiddling and shuffle around. But I did, I did notice there are people that are just using the same sleeves for both decks, putting them in one box. So you just kind of keep the keep the guessing game going, which I think is probably the smartest way to do it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, I, I think from a from a spectator standpoint, really, you know, especially with our Nats coming up in a couple weeks, I think seeing some of these lists and how they perform are going to be really important for those that are going. Um because especially, you know, all a week can make a ton of difference. And then we'll just kind of go ahead and segue into our main topic. Um, 
some of these pair the, the deck pairings they they some of them made sense some of them seemed like they were just let's just throw bodies down and just win as fast as we can um and some of the you know some of the decks that we thought were ones that you you know maybe and maybe it's a little bit different over here because you know the meta is always kind of different especially when you look at a lot of these fire ice lists um but it seems like you know decks like mono water for soya you were seeing that paired up with fire ice you were seeing that paired up with mono wind um you were seeing mono wind just kind of paired with really anything else because mono wind is just a good safe powerful deck that the the there are some nuances but the game plan's pretty clear so that's a deck you can just i mean if you watch the guys playing mono wind they're just it's just a race to five you just get they would yeah. get there so fast and then it's like they would I just actually feel drop. like mono wind is it, it's almost like a uh, mental fatigue play. You should play that mm -hmm. in one of your two just to keep your IQ a little higher. Because, mm -hmm. uh, because yeah, you get your five down and you just go for value. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's you're not going crazy Mensa to, to figure out how to sequence mm -hmm. Barts and Vada. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Surprise only two. That's kind of the big takeaway. I think, mm -hmm. and maybe we were having this chat earlier uh, on another mm -hmm. thread, but I think, I think Mono Win might be slipping away because especially now with rain rain is making a whole nother deck super efficient mm -hmm. and mono wind is is the super efficient deck but things just don't do anything but mm -hmm. i still think it's it's in the meta but someone might have said it was like a tier 1.5 deck so that's like the trade-off you might take mm -hmm. with mono wind is like you could keep yourself fresh if you're playing your mono wind turns but mm -hmm. maybe uh you know maybe you maybe you don't maybe you drop some matches with it i i'm not sure mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, John, what's your takeaway on that? What's your thought on uh, Mono Wind, where it stands right now? We're kind of just talking about, like, decks. Which ones make sense? Which ones, you know, as someone who's going to Nats, do you think some of these decks you saw in the top cut, do they do some of these pairings make sense? Um, so I think that we saw a lot of what we talked about, where mm -hmm. at least you have to play one of the decks in a kind of fast manner. Mm -hmm. But there's certainly a faster... Um, just, I mean, everything. I think everybody can agree the game has sped up a lot recently. Um, so we even see it in the way that some of the people are playing the Mono Windex, where the bodies are hitting the field a little earlier. But I mm -hmm. think that the reason that people play Mono Wind and the reason that Mono Wind is a absolutely perfect deck choice, uh, it's never wrong it goes on either slot, is because mm -hmm. it just is so consistent. I mean, I, I look at how many Mono decks we saw. People are mm -hmm. worried about consistency, about just being able to do similar things over and over because you at the end of the day have to be able to potentially beat you know any deck that these mm -hmm. people bring with both decks right somehow and in some combination so it's like i can understand people who especially have um, a lot of practice on mono win because it hasn't changed much recently mm -hmm. and it's been around a long time want to take that as sure. we were saying last week comfort is a huge huge part yeah. of your pick for nets mm -hmm. no absolutely and it looked like a lot of people, and I would say damn near almost everybody in the room, had the idea of playing a deck, and let's just get in them guts with Fire Ice. Yeah, I and, mean, Fire Ice is a great fast deck, right? Because it's it's mm -hmm. uh, something that has seen success lately. It's mm -hmm. something that it can play that mid-range game. Mm -hmm. But the version we're, we're seeing here is very different than what you'll see someone like Chris Neal play. They're they're back on you know the backup Setzer. They're just really trying. It seems like they're trying to get these six backups down, like Edgar into Setzer, Edgar into Banana Sid. Here comes Locke. We're going to haste him. That's two cards out of hand. You're seeing Ed, you're seeing Edward come down after that, which is a really smart call 
considering that most decks are running three to five summons right now. Edward just feels like a blowout. You're seeing some people running the big Celis just to keep those tempo plays up. Play Celis, freeze that backup. I've locked you out of that color. Now you're going to have to make some really awkward turns. Oh, by the way, I'll go ahead and haste this, put 4K on that, and then I'll do this, 2K from Terra. There's like a lot of really, like, for it being an aggro deck, there's a lot of different ways to play it. Because I felt like every time I saw Fire Ice on screen, I was seeing, like, different cards. Like, like oh, shit, they're running that card. Why is that there? What are they doing here? Oh, they're just going up. They're just they're they're coming to the same conclusion about just being super aggressive, but they're just kind of going looking at it from a different angle. And I, I think most people looked at Fire Ice as their aggro choice, which I don't think is bad. And I think you could almost expect to see that here at our nationals as well, because it is it is a a, a fine tuned, well tested deck, and it still leaves a lot open for a second deck because you're some lists are playing some dark cards. Some aren't. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot open there. So the rest, the rest of your deck choices, you're not, you're not stuck by losing Gaudes or, or um, like Veritas, or, you know, you may be playing Gestalt and Gaudes in here. That's not wrong either. Um, but I do think a lot of the choices that were, at least from what I could tell on the screen were kind of indicative of some of the other deck choices. And I think that's really the small impact you're going to see. Because um, there were people that were playing Fire Ice, but they were also playing Mono Earth. I, you know, this is again JFP and Rob, and their Mono Earth deck had Gastal and Gaudis and Camelot and like this really crazy dark package. Where some people you would normally see that in Fire Ice, mm -hmm. but that makes that a pretty complimentary pair because you've got like this big doofy deck that can just play a longer game, and then you've got this really fast balls to the wall aggressive deck. But yeah. I I think the big thing here. Um, and this may be what's been going to be emulated. That mono fire deck was really, really fun to watch. Yeah, um, I think yeah. that a lot of people probably started testing it right away. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's people who are probably sleeving it up right now. Which I mean, no, no real lists have been posted yet, but you've kind of seen and you can just kind of do the math on the numbers really and just kind of put together. Ah, oh, I bet there's one of these. I bet there's three of these. They were putting well, a lot of the lists up on the screen, which was cool. I like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't I have like the numbers, but I do just always like seeing the pieces. It's cool. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that mono fire list was driven pretty heavily by the 15 engine, <clears throat> excuse mm -hmm. me, that we saw with like recent cards. Um, oh, you mean so, the, the, I mean, the, actually, the, the the 14 engine with like Gaius and Rattan? 14. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's yeah. 14. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see a Magitek missile special get Oh, man. I literally Hold called on. the Magitek missile special immediately before it happened. Chris was like, yeah. "Oh, does he dull this? Does he dull that?" I'm like, "Well, he's about to, you know, he should dull this to force him to missile before end of turn because he's gonna definitely." And oh, there it is. Yep, and then we dull the other thing. And there she blows. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not that hard to pull off in that list either. No, it's a great special too. It's just the card, mm -hmm. and it's 10k at the yeah. end of turn, and he has brave, so you know he gets to do both. There. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Um. And again, it kind of goes back that. Especially when you look at his other choice, he was playing Mono Fire and Mono Wind. Um, mono, his Mono Fire list didn't see, seem like it kind of played very similar to like that. Felt like, I felt like that was more his mid range because it was running. Uh, I want to say it just had a single copy of Light Pasoya in it. Which, by the way, I felt like that deck was operating on a different level whenever Pasoya was out versus when it mm -hmm. wasn't. Yeah, his Light Pasoya deck was like one copy, and he just played it in almost every game. 
Yeah, and I could be wrong about that. I just I know I heard on stream that there's just a single copy of Fasoi in the list. But if there's if there's not, that would definitely make a lot more sense. But I don't hate one copy either because the deck isn't reliant on it. But boy, did it seem like it made a huge difference yeah. almost all the time when that card was out. I love that. Like you can clear it out of the way with Nail if you're at like five or six points of damage and you don't want to you know mm -hmm. use the ability anymore. It's yep. a really neat, really neat inclusion. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also great against like Alua too, right? Which is a card you can expect to see a lot of in you know people playing Mono Lightning and people playing Water Lightning. So you break the bubble, you don't take the damage, you're fine. And then you can kind of go about your business and not worry about Alua at that point. Yeah, yeah. So there's... I, so and, and that that kind of goes to my next point. I think Mono Water Fasoya is a fantastic choice. Like real talk, if I was going, I would I would honest to goodness after giving it a lot of thought, I would probably play Fire Ice and Mono Water Fasoya. Yeah, I don't think I don't that's like wrong. That. Yeah, because there there are two lists. Like one is obviously we're talking aggressive. But has but has reach. That's the thing. Like Fire Ice is a deck that you can play aggressively, but you can still kind of play the long game if need be. Because you get your backups out, you drop nail, you get rid of your backups, and you just swing for game. Mm -hmm. And we all know how Fasoya plays. It's just all of stacking your deck. And now that you don't have to worry about Riku anymore, you don't give a shit. They're not going to mill you out. You know, you want you want them to hit you now, or you want you want cards on top, and you want them to do something about it. So, I think that's a really fantastic complimentary pair. Um, Adam, I know you know you're the only thing you're doing that weekend is children. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, phrasing. Um, are we still oh, doing God. phrasing? <laughs> uh, I, wow, I didn't even think about that. Jeez, uh, that shows you my, you're, you're doing your fatherly duties. There we go. There we go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's fine. Yeah. Say it's safe. Is that safe? Let's look over to the boys in PR. Yeah, we got a nod. That one's good. We can do that one on the cast. It's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, Adam, uh, if you were if you're going, what would you be taking? On mono win for a long time, so it'd be silly not to include that one mm -hmm. um, on on all the four. But before this weekend, I would probably have said Fire Ice because I've gotten reps with it. I have a mono fire deck sleeved that's heavily featuring Terra. Mm -hmm. I'm using Light Terra in there as well. It's like the fourth copy of Terra. To also, it's built around Ifrita as well. And it's really mm -hmm. not a deck that um, I'm playing seriously. It's more for fun, but it actually played so well. I, I might change it, and I might go with, with the same thing we saw, Mono Wind and Mono Fire, just because um, Mono Fire, seemed, Fire has had a lot of really good cards for a long time, and Terra just gives it that extra last piece of card advantage it needs to keep up with other decks that are so efficient. I, I think mm -hmm. I'd probably lean that way as of today. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all, sir, because I don't, I don't think that's a bad choice. I really don't. I think Terra really created some some neat avenues and some neat new lines of play for any you know fire fire x whatever because i think if you're playing if you're playing red cards i feel like you're playing at least two of this card yeah absolutely yeah, agree. i agree tara was an all-star i mean we talked about it and she mm -hmm. was able to do a lot of work with the lua's with helping other people trade up with just like mm -hmm. making those glazias go the extra mile making belias a great summon mm -hmm. choice now mm-hmm yeah, I really liked a lot of the uh, the action that Terra was getting, and I mean, plus just that the EX to get a summon back and Fire Ice, especially. Like, oh man, like let me get you've already attacked. 
with this guy, you're probably worried about how many people you're attacking with just because of the nature of my aggression. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. oh, cool, I'll just get a summon back that also lets me, you know, Aglazia lets me dull. Yep. And it all, but it also goes back to, right, since, you know, we're, we're seeing decks now that are running less summons. Like, summons are just kind of on the out right now. There's just because, let's be honest, like, for the most part, are summons really doing enough? You're playing, you're seeing these decks where you have these bodies with these really great removal ETBs that are netting you card advantage, but they're also leaving a body behind in their wake. Mm -hmm. I would, I, is, is that, I mean, would you rather spend seven CP on Fasoya and draw two cards and kill something? Or spend seven CP on Phoenix and have that thing get Edwarded, and then you're just like, well, fuck me, right? Yeah, I think that's that a really those... interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think those high cost summons are like uh, are more on the risk side than the reward side these days. Yeah, right. And that that that's not to say that they're. I mean, they're not bad cards. Like Phoenix is a fantastic card. I mean, that's just right now. Right? That's what happens. Yeah, it's just it's right now. Yeah, absolutely. I think because you're. I expect to see a lot of you know a lot of Edwards, a lot of Yastolos, a lot of cards that are gonna really devalue these haymaker summons that people are playing and like and also too like there because a lot of these big bodies that usually hit this stuff there there's ways to recur that value on them be it through just natural break zone recursion or they they do something they net you something on top of killing something when they come into play mm-hmm like if they want to spend seven to kill that thing, you don't give a shit because you paid. They're still paying way more to kill that body than what you paid for it or what it did, the impact it made on the board. So to I, I, the reason I brought that up is to go back to what you're saying about Terra playing these little dink and dunk one two three CP summons with a card like Terra, like being able like for example, like I know a lot of the Fire Ice lists, not the ones I saw today, but like ones that you know you see like in japan they're running the little like baby saving right the one that swings it does 2k to something 4k to something mm -hmm. if you got tear out you swing with that thing you're putting 4k on something and you play belias you know not only you're now you've given your guy first strike but you're potentially killing something with the terror effect and now you know Saban or Saban swung and now he can you know if they block you can do the belias give him first strike Terra can put 2k on something and now Saban's just swinging so far up the curve that you and then on the main two you could play oh well, I'll go ahead and play Ferion put six k onto the thing I put the two k on from Terra and you've spent three CP in that whole exchange and you've furthered your board yeah Ugh. right and it feels bad if you if you're if you go to Edward like that one CP summon like you're you're kind of coming out ahead really in this I mean I, I guess really about the same two CP for two CP technically but it doesn't feel as bad when they Edward that versus your all right, I'm tapping all my backups and pitching one or two cards to play this massive summon. Oh, you have it. All right, or GG. or if they <laughs> or if they even have something in play, like you, you're setting up for this Phoenix turn, then it's like you stole them. Or they leave the Edward up. You're like, oh well, I really needed to do this to keep myself in this game. If they have it, I might just lose. You just you just kind of take that mindset out of the equation by playing these smaller summons. And Terra allowing you to recycle those is super, super huge. So yeah, definitely. But um, you know, another another deck that I think I mean, let's be honest, I, I think Evan's just uh just a machine when it comes to purple cards. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, yeah, I I don't know how safe of a deck that could be, but it could be a good aggro choice because it does ramp really fast. And then you just got a lot again, a lot more of these dink and dunk kind of things. 
where, you know, it seems like he was getting the five backups in like two turns, like almost every time. Yeah. So I, I think that's not a bad, uh, not a bad aggro choice. Um, now, granted, one of the things he was doing different, which it, his list may be hard to emulate. Um, he was running either two or three Yuri's in his list, which it makes sense. Sure. But, you know, obviously that takes a couple other decks off the table completely. Like, you're not playing Mono Wind without Yuri. You may or may not be playing Windwater without Yuri, because I'm pretty sure the Windwater list that won today was not playing Crystal Chronicle stuff. Nope. I don't think there was Yuri or Chilinka in the list, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't believe so. Um, yeah, so that, and that's, you know, speaking of, you know, Wind Water, we'll kind of go to that deck next. Um, I think that's a deck that can pair well with almost anything because, you know, this is a deck that, you know, for the most part, people just kind of walked away from. People kind of, once Riku went away, like people just kind of, I don't know, like, because the deck, let's be honest, before Riku was banned, the Wind Water list that was out there was kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it just did way too much. And it could just, if you didn't win fast, you just kind of got hate fucked out of the game. Mm-hmm. But, Replacing it with this other two CP Riku that uh, Riku that is very different, like it is vi- is vastly inferior to the mill one, but it does exactly what you need a Riku to do in that deck. Mm-hmm. Just exist, just be cheap and be named Riku. And sometimes if you hit the other one, the other copies of it on burst, and you get to ready all your shit, yeah, that's pretty good too. Yeah, it's not the worst. So, but you're still you're still looking at. You know, just the, these great value turns with, you know, Linaporum. You're still recycling your Famfritz. You still got Layla Viking. Turn out Fina, turns out Fina Valfor is still a really, really good board white. Yeah, it turns, out, not, uh, turns yeah. out AK to the board is uh, always good. Yeah, like that deck's not going, that deck is just now shown it's not going anywhere. And it's something that you still got to be prepared for. And he actually paired his up with Mono Ice again. Mm. Not a bad combination because you, you're you're taking a deck that's just all about value, and then you're taking another deck that just can do so much at so many different stages of the game. Like Mono Ice is a great deck to lead off with, and it's also a great adaptive deck knowing what your opponent's playing. So I, I don't think I guess I guess what I'm saying is there's a lot of combinations, right? There's a lot that you can do, and a lot of the like none of them really feel bad. Right. And John, you may be thinking why I didn't ask you what you were taking to uh, to Nats. And it's only because I don't even you talk, earlier you said you don't even know. Yeah. Um I mean I have definitely a couple options. Only a few that really clash with each other. Um mm-hmm. I've been testing like crazy. I've been going to like every single possible local I played in the last three days mm-hmm. I played in a tournament. So it's like um, I almost went down to Gamers Heaven today to jam with those guys, but I wanted to just watch some of this finals and obviously record with you guys. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's tough, right? There's uh, whatever I thought, you know, this whole weekend shook stuff up too. Mm-hmm. So that adds more things I know that I'm going to have to test against that people are going to be mm-hmm. playing. Um, I've got to, like, at least sleeve a wind water to play games against it, you know what I mean? And uh, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that's what I qualified on. So, of course... That makes me start questioning, like, oh, shit, do I go, you know, do something a little more like that? Um, mm-hmm. Do I change to one of these decks? Do I go with what I've been testing for a while? So uh, we were talking about how this tournament was going to give us a lot of information, and it has given me so much data to crunch and a lot to digest. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm in the lab. I'm talking to the guys. 
Uh, we've got a couple things saved up that I really like. Um, for my aggressive option, I'm looking at... I mean, I already was looking at pretty much probably Fire Ice or mm-hmm. um, something with, with Snow. I just like the card. Mm-hmm. Snow is very good for the aggressive decks. Um, yeah. And then for my, my slower deck, I was actually looking at an Earth Wind deck. Mm-hmm. Um that was a little FFCC heavy, and then these guys showed up playing like kind of exactly that. Uh, obviously, some twists, but it's pretty funny to see like, oh man, these people were on the same page, and that means I was on the right page for if our tournament was this weekend. But now it's like mm-hmm. you got to be on the next page, right? And it's so it's uh, it's tricky. The next clue, yeah, it's tricky. Of course, I'm looking for the next clue. But um, as far as decks I've got sleeved up, I'm I'm testing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely looking at mono. Ice, definitely looking at Earth, Wind, definitely looking at Mono, Wind. Mm-hmm. Um, Lightning, Wind is actually pretty mm-hmm. great, but very mm-hmm. complicated, and I don't know if I I have the time <laughs> to play Not enough sure. games on it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very tough to find the right list, too, and stuff for those. So um, there's a lot of appeal to a lot of these Mono decks that we saw do very well. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if I found myself testing Fire this week just to at least learn more about it too. Sure. Because I mean, and let's be honest, I, I agree with what you said before that the, I think mono fire was already on some people's radars as a second deck because mm-hmm. you know, there, there's why not? It avoids all clash basically. It, it, it avoids all clash. And you've also got to factor in that, you know, even if there's a deck running Minwoo out there, or Aerith, you could dodge that every single time, and then you've just got this little dink and dunk burn thing. Like, and you know, Adam, dink like and you dunk, said, dink and dunk has been said dude, like twenty times. <laughs> but that's what it's about, dude. The dinks that's the, and the dunks. That's the episode name: dinks and dunks. That's, the dinks and dunks. But um, you know, you you do have that that really powerful package with Rattan and Gaius. Um, those cards are just good. They're, they they do a lot for the archetype. And then you saw, you know, Emperor Zod do a lot of work. Um, Lease doing what Lease does. Marsh was definitely, you know, just really keeping things, uh, you know, just, just keeping the grip full for them. Mont Blanc was huge. Like, th- these, are, these are, you know, all bursty, really powerful fire cards that are just, that are making this archetype a lot more playable. And especially when you're when you when you have a card like Dotaluma that's gone, you're not seeing a lot of Minwoo. You know the deck can honestly kill Aerith these days, um, which I mean you need what like 10k usually to kill Aerith because you'll see Maria on the board and the deck can do that. One Magitek missile, baby, she's out of here. Pop, she's done. Hit the showers. Yeah, clean her like, up. Right, and like Yishtola was the only card that was really in the way, but when you're sitting there with like LeBro in the back on the backup line and Lisa out, I'm, I'll swing yeah. with Narsh because now Marsh yeah. is like trading with her. Like you've got these caring after that point. When Lisa comes down with five damage, you're like, just yeah, you better have something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that's you know when you can avoid a lot of those bad matchups versus like a what I what I trust Monofire as much in a one deck format? Yeah, probably not. Probably not, because like it's, it's, it's one. It's, point. Well, it's a de- it's a deck that can spike, right? Like if you see someone right. play Mono Fire and let's do playing it, like oh, I'll just throw Min Moon here. You start running into the chances of running into those cards that just kind of shit on that archetype in general are a lot easier to come across, and you could find yourself on the back foot a lot quicker. Whereas when you have a two deck format, there's nothing wrong with that having that as a second deck. There's nothing wrong with having something 
kind of, it's not wild, right? There's really, I don't expect to see really anything wild, but something that maybe you wouldn't consider taking to a single deck format tournament. It has legs, but you're like, man, mono wind's just too strong. Wind water's just too strong. I don't know if this deck could hang with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It mitigates a lot of the the bad mm-hmm. matchup problem. Exactly. But, you know, like I, it, there's still so much to look forward to. Like uh, this, this event did tell us a lot. Um, a lot of people played it safe. I know I, we were talking this morning. I was like, man, was this like, yeah. And I, I've, I've since corrected my words. I was like, is this, is is this event boring or is it just kind of vanilla with some of the choices? But I, I think vanilla was the right word because a lot of the decks that were picked were very, very safe, strong picks. Yeah, I would definitely wouldn't say it was boring. Um, yeah, I, I think I think vanilla is more inaccurate, but that's not a bad thing, right? Like people took the decks that they felt gave them to the best chance to win. We saw something similar at Worlds last year, right? With the two deck yeah. format. I mean, we were mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna see all this turbo, we're gonna see all these things and all this that, and instead we're just always like these just too safe. I mean, these are mm-hmm. players who are playing at a high level, and they expect their play to be able to carry them through a lot of these matchups. Right. So right. they play exactly. decks with high skill caps that offer them the most mm-hmm. agency on, you know, mm-hmm. making changes to the outcome of their match. Exactly. And, and I think that's what you saw a lot of here as well. You saw just really solid decks that, for the most part, like, you, again, you have somebody, you know, playing Mono Water Fistoia and Fire Ice. Those are decks, those are two decks that you could take to a single deck format and really feel comfortable about winning the entire thing with just that deck mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that at all like it, i i i know i had said that maybe water lightning was the deck to beat well i think a, a week can change a lot of things and i i do th- still think that's a deck you need to be aware of but i think it's a deck that may falter when you're dealing with some potential like off meta things like mono fire or you know something like mono water facility because a lot of those bodies in that deck are really tiny. And, you know, modify, all it took was one, you know, like a Frita into something else was like, oh, wow, I just lost my entire board. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of that that you could expect. So I don't know. It's still, you know, the the far, the closer we got to this, maybe we're a little further away from understanding what we're really getting into than we think. So we're, we're going to solve the case, John. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I'm never worried. Mm-hmm. I'm confident. Oh, I believe right it. On the job. That's right. That's right. He's he's, he's dedicated a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, his heart and soul into solving this thing. But with that being said, guys, do you have any additional thoughts? Any other thoughts on the um, just kind of on what deck pairs, what you kind of saw here at Euros? Because I think that's going to be there, there's there's going there's a lot of definition there as far as what we saw. What do you guys think? Any parting thoughts? Um, I think we really wrapped it up pretty well. Um, I, I, if anyone's out there trying to make uh, Cloud of Darkness or the new Onion Knight work on a competitive level, then uh, Godspeed, more power <laughs> to you, but good luck. Mm-hmm. John, how about you, big dog? Yeah, I mean, I think that we saw a lot of what we talked about last week, which is mm-hmm. uh, safe, consistent decks that people are comfortable mm-hmm. on. We saw pretty much everybody who has um, their niche play it you know, mm-hmm. and, and to success, like, you know, Evan Tank, I just plows through everybody with mono lightning as he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that should say a lot to people. Maybe don't be so worried about um, the mm-hmm. deck specifically playing something like spicy. Just play something mm-hmm. you're good at, that you're comfortable with. And anything can happen in a tournament, Chris. 
No, no, it, this and this is, you know, as John Madden as it sounds, you know, the, you know, the more reps you get, the better you're going to be at the game. But this is a game that really, really rewards reps, yeah. and just because of the way the game is mechanically, just because you're playing a particular deck doesn't immediately have you down for the count against another deck, yeah, right? For sure. So dance, dance with who you brought to the dance. That's right. Yeah, and. and, and and just make sure you brought your favorite gal with you. You know what I mean? Or guy, whatever yeah. whoever it is you like to dance with. So make whoever sure make drove sure you there. Sometimes <laughs> you just love. need the D. <laughs> Spike is hot. <laughs> Spike is hot. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man, what a hoot. What a hoot. But what a great weekend of cards overall. Like I think while there were some things that really didn't sit well with me from the logistical standpoint, I think overall we still got a great weekend of cards. Um, I think it was worth it. I think it was, you know, I, I think the good definitely outshines the bad. And I think the bad is something that we can definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, dude, I had to figure like literally the pudding is going to be on the <laughs> <it's> recording. <laughs> this mic is hot. Mic is hot. But with that. <laughs> Now, with that, I think we're signing off. Um, great weekend of cards. Great commentary. Just, you know, overall, can't wait to do it again. Uh, next week, uh, cast might be coming out a little bit late. Um, For sure. I am, getting, I am getting married next week, and you guys will be there. I'm really excited to have you. Uh, we'll be cutting a rug together. I, I'll do, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to have you guys there. I can't wait to have all the guys there. It's going to be a good time. But with that being said, I got nothing else. Can't wait to sink my teeth into a McRib. That's for damn sure. That's right. Let's go get some. It's back. It's back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.